Mighty name, we thank you for every person that came on this broadcast. We thank you for it and we give you praise for every person that they will not leave here the same person they came on as in Jesus' mighty name. If you're watching right now, say this after me with your heart and lips out. Say, say Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Say it one more time. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And then say this. Say, surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in your house forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to get right into it. And the surprise that we have for you today. Guess what it is. Should I tell him? You should, talk, should you tell him? Yeah. I'm going to tell you. You want to tell him? Okay. I'll, right. I'll tell you. The surprise is my husband will be sharing his testimony. Because he's a daily chaplain hobby. So he will be sharing his testimony today. And then maybe the next time, my wife will share hers. Yes. Yep. So before he share his testimony, remember today is Good Friday. Yep. It is Good Friday. Good Friday. So the Lord took him from the dunghill. To the palace. To the palace. <laughs> so before he reads it, I mean before he reads it, before he shares it, can you turn your Bible to the book of, it's an epistle. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19. 19, okay. Verse 19. So, I'm going to read. It hey, Dashe, he's watching. It's great to have you, Dashe. It says, when you follow the desire of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Maybe I'm going to start on 16. It's actually much better, much better. Verse 16, chapter 5, verse 16 says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Mm -hmm. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives you desire that are opposite of what the sinful nature desire. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intention. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19. When you follow the desire of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Hello, cousin Wesley. Here are the desires of your sinful nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. You want to share, baby? See? That's the Bible. That's the Bible reading to us. That's not something that we made up. We read it right out of the Bible. And those who participate in those things, remember, I'm encouraging you today. I'm not putting you down. I'm giving you the word of God so that you can take the word of God and implement it into your life. And you can carry forward knowing 100% in your heart that you would inherit the kingdom of God. Yes. Well, just to let you know, 10 years ago, it's not 10 years yet. July will be 10 years since I gave my life to Jesus Christ. But before that moment, 
Every single thing that my wife read in the scriptures, it says, verse 19, when you follow these desires of your sinful natures, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, that was me. Impurity, that was me. Lustful pleasures, that was me. Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, decessions, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other scenes like this. Every single thing that I have just read, I was participating in before I gave my life to Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, something happened. Yes. Something happened. Before, be, before, I, before I tell you what happened, I'm going to share real, 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 um, it's going to be, you know, it might, it might offend you. It doesn't matter. If, when we, if it offends you, what I'm going to say, then good. That's the very thing that God is showing you that you need to be delivered from. The river of offense is actually the river of deliverance. So the very thing that I get offended by, the very thing that my wife get offended by, is showing us that's the very thing that needs to rise up out of our heart and we need to be delivered from it. How do you be delivered? How do you get delivered from it? You tell God. He said, God, this thing is wicked. This thing is evil. I don't want it anymore. I allow you to come down and take it out of my heart. Boom. As, as fast as you confess it, he will snatch it right out of your heart. Well, anyway, before I gave my life to Jesus, you know, I was, I was addicted to crystal meth. I was addicted to crack cocaine. I was addicted to marijuana. I was one of the biggest marijuana girls in my town. I was one of the biggest crystal meth dealers. I was one of the biggest doers. Literally, I made a decision within myself at that moment. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, remember, I'm talking to you before I got saved. I'm not talking to you about now. Many of you who's watching, you know what I do now. You know what my life consists of now. But I'm telling you what happened before I gave my life to Jesus. And then I'm going to transition into the area of a new life with God. So anyway, my plans, Michaela's personal plans, not the plan that God had for me, the plan that I had for myself. I'm going to go all the way back into high school. I remember sitting down one time, me and a bunch of other students were sitting down and, and the teacher went around, the, the, the high school counselor went around and was asking every one of us, what are you going to be when you, when, you, when, you, when you choose to go to college and, 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 you know, and graduate? What, what, what do you feel you're going to become? And I already, I already was telling myself, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to college. College? What is that? I don't need college. I can, go, I can go back where I'm from. All we do is fish and we go hunting for wild boars and that's how we make our living. I said, I just can go fishing and hunting every day and I will survive. I don't, I don't need to go to college to get this, this some kind of degree and come back and make a lot of money. No, I'll, I'll be able to live perfectly fine right where I'm at. But, you know, as the teacher was going around, and everybody was, was telling the different things that they wanted to be. He said, oh, I want to be a scientist. You know, I want to I wanna go to college and I want to come back and I want to be this great uh, engine mechanic. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to come back and I'm going to be the, one of the, the, the top firemen. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be one of the great the policemen in the town. And you know what? When the, lady, when the, when the counselor came to me. This, you're going to find this very funny because at, in the beginning, I know you're not going to even understand it, but I'm going to explain to you what it is. And when she came to me, she said, hey, Michaela, what do you feel you're going to be after you go to college and, 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 you know, graduate and become successful in your life? I said, well, to be honest with you, I'm not going to college and I'm, I'm not going to become successful in my life. But I'm telling you what, I'm go what I feel that Michaela, myself, is going to be. 
And I told him I'm going to be an INF. <laughs> this, is, this might seem funny, but it's actually reality. I'm telling you the truth. And then, and then she said, INF? What's a... My wife's laughing because she's already know. She already know what it is. She, I, I, an INF? She said, what's that? I said, it's called an international farmer. She said, international farmer? Wow, that sounds very interesting. What does an international farmer do? I, I said, what, what an international farmer does is we go on other people's property and we illegally grow plants and we make money off of those plants. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about marijuana plants. That's what I was, was planning to be. And you know, that's what my life, that's what my life came out to be. I became, an, I became an INF, an international farmer, where I would grow and grow marijuana plants on other people's property. And because of that, as a result of that, marijuana came to a point in my life where that wasn't enough. So I started getting into crack cocaine. I started dealing crack cocaine. I started doing crack cocaine. And then it came to a point in my life where that wasn't enough. So I started to deal marijuana, deal crack cocaine, do marijuana, do crack cocaine. And I was like, man, it seems like nothing is happening. This is getting kind of boring. And all, all of a sudden, I got introduced to uh, crystal methamphetamine. And I started doing crystal meth. And I realized, like, wow, this is something that people are making money off of. Let me start selling crystal meth, too. So I, I started to do crystal meth, sell crystal meth, do marijuana, sell marijuana, smoke crack cocaine, and sell crack cocaine at the same time. And then it came to a point where even all those three drugs wasn't enough. And then I started drinking because when I would get high of crystal meth, then, then it's something like, man, for some reason, I just feel like I need a drink now. I need a beer. I need some kind of hard liquor. And then I would, I would get into hard liquor with crack cocaine, with marijuana, with crystal meth. And then now it's like, wow, I found myself being at a lot of wild parties, just like the verse said, wild parties. In the book of Galatians, he talks about wild parties. So now I, I started to find myself at those wild parties and dabbling in crack cocaine, marijuana, crystal methamphetamine, alcohol, sleeping around, everything he said, and lustful desires. I was participating in all those things that's mentioned in the scripture on, on sometimes all at the same time, all on the same night. I was participating in those wicked things. And I kept going, I kept going. I did that for 12 years of my life. I did that for 12 years. And you know what? My, 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 my life became, like the Bible says, it became that wide road that was leading to destruction. May, may, when, when the Bible says that many are on that road, but I was, I was in me, I was trying to find that narrow road that only a few on that road, but that road leads to eternal life. Within me, I was trying to find that road, but the wide road was appearing to me that was leading to destruction, and I was taking that wide road. Let me tell you, family, the things I'm sharing with you, many people might say, oh, you know, I wouldn't share all those things on broadcast. No, I'm being real with you. I'm being real with you. I'm telling you what the Lord has transformed me from, and I'm talking about the wide road that leads to destruction. Maybe some of you that's watching is on that wide road that leads lead to destruction. I'm telling you, it's very dangerous, and it's not worth it going down that road. The road that I'm on now is the narrow road that leads to life. And I'm telling you, I'm so, so like intrigued. I'm so excited and pumped up that the Lord has brought me to that road. I'm telling you, it's the best 
time. I'm having the best time of my life with me and my wife. I'm having the best time of my life with the body of Christ. I'm having the best time of my life preaching the gospel. And I don't care. I don't care what people call me. They can call me a Bible thumper, Jesus boy, and holy roller, and tongue talking, casting out devils. Whatever they want to say, it doesn't matter because I no longer live, but Christ Jesus living in me. So all that now, all that destruction that I mentioned to you, I've been into eight car accidents. I can, you see one of my scars right here? See that scar? That's from one of the accidents I've been in. And every multiple of the accidents that I've been in, it was life or death accidents. If I was to take you back and put you in every single accident or show you all the pictures as the result of the accident, what happened to the vehicle, you, you, would, you, would, you would say to yourself, it's definitely a miracle. That this, that this kid is alive today. It's definitely a miracle that this man is alive today. You can even ask my parents. You can ask my friends. They know where I was. And they know what I'm doing now. And even them say, you definitely a changed man. Everybody knows that. All the people in my town knows. They will tell you. you if, you, if you're watching and you don't know me. And you want to know what, what really, really, really God did for me. Reach out to me on the, on the, on the, on the comment box. Reach out to me on Facebook Messenger. Reach out to me on Instagram Message. Or however you know how to reach me. And I will surely tell you what God did for my life. And I'm telling you, it's the most beautiful thing that I ever seen done. That no doctor can do. No lawyer can do. Not your friend. Not your dad. Not your mom. Not your uncle. I don't care if they have 52 degrees from going to college and graduating. They cannot do for me what God did for me. Amen. They cannot do for you. What God can do for you. Amen. What do you think the news can do for you? No. They cannot do it for you. Only God can do what you're seeking right now. You might not. You may be in your mind. Because the enemy is playing a role in your life. And lying to you in your head. And saying. Oh no. You know. You cannot do that. You cannot do that God thing. You cannot do that Jesus thing. It's not going to help you. You know. Keep your focus on the news. Keep your focus and reliance on. On what President Donald Trump is going to do. Yes. We pray for our president. But our ultimate reliance and source does not come from the White House. It comes from the house of God. It comes from the word of God. It comes from the kingdom of heaven. And let me tell you, when you put your trust in that area concerning your life, you will always come out shining. You will always come out flourishing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, you know, I told you all the destruction part. Now I'm going to tell you. I was, I was kind of telling you about the beautiful part. But here's what happened. You know, my mom, I love you, mom. If you're watching right now, I love you. We're going we're gonna to share with you later on because I know you're not on this platform. But, you know, I remember one time I was, I was giving, giving acknowledgement to the man of God who preached the gospel to me, to the man of God who invited me to the revival. But all of a sudden, the Lord came to me and spoke in his still, soft voice and saying, you forgetting about the person who cried out to me one year straight on their face. And that's the result of me sending those men to invite you to the revival. Sending those men to preach the gospel to you. And it was my mom. I'm so grateful and thankful for my mom. She was already saved. She was already serving Jesus before me. And I was doing all these drugs. And every night before I leave the house, my mom would say, Son, you got to stop. Please. I don't want you to have a heart attack. I don't want you to die from crystal meth. And you know what? My mom actually took me to the hospital three times. Because something was wrong with my heart concerning the crystal meth that I was doing. Something was, you know, it felt like it'll happen like 1, 2 o'clock at night. I mean, in the morning, everybody's sleeping. And here I am laying in my bed. And it feels like an elephant is stepping on my chest. 
It feels like my chest is going to cave in because my, my, my heart was being uh, filled up with crystal meth. My body was being filled up with crystal meth. My lungs was about to collapse. My mind was about to shut down. Every part of my body was about to shut down. I could feel it. It almost felt like I was going to die. Within seconds, I was going to die because of crystal meth, because of crack cocaine, because of marijuana, because of being on all these different types of drugs that the devil puts in front of you. And he said, hey, take it. This will make your life marvelous. But there's one that will only make your life marvelous and great and beautiful is God Almighty himself. The one who sent his son Jesus to die for every one of us. That our sins may be forgiven. That if we call upon his name, our life will be transformed. I'm telling you right now, everything I'm sharing with you, you can probably hear the passion in me. You probably can hear that I'm excited for the things of God. I'm very excited for the things of God. And because of God, my life is transformed. And I'm going to be coming out with a book, book real soon. Please, baby. Honey, you just, oh, baby, you just threw me off, honey. Just keep going. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I just wanted to let you know that as a result of my mom, you know, lying on her face and crying out to God for one year, one year straight, 12 months, 12 months, she cried out to God and said, God, if you save my son from this destruction, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And for every day, she cried out to God. It seems like it was getting worse. Just like the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible. She tried everything of the world. She tried every single doctor. She spent everything that she had. But yet her problem grew worse. Her problem grew worse. And that's what was happening with me. My mom was praying. She was encouraging me. She was loving on me. And every time I would leave the house, when she encouraged me, and said, son, you got to stop. I'm afraid that you're going to have a heart attack from crystal-mated amphetamine. I came three times. I went, I went to the emergency room for my heart. Literally seconds away from having a full-blown heart attack from crystal meth. And my mom was literally telling me those things. And it was happening. It was happening. But when I would leave the house, even though she was loving on me, she was encouraging me, I would say, I would cuss her out. I would tell mom, don't, don't talk to me. Shut up. Be quiet. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm the champion. I'm the best. I'm on top. I'm, I'm, I have money. I have drugs. I don't need nothing else. Say said, no, son. Come on. The Lord, has a, the Lord has a beautiful plan for you. And let me tell you, after that moment of my mom crying out to God, lying on her face, and don't ever, don't ever put, put, a, put a lightness on somebody praying for you. Don't ever put a lightness on your prayer because the Bible says, if you, you are righteous, it says the effectual fervent, fervent prayer of a righteous man shall avail it much. Meaning, your prayer, if you are righteous, it becomes fervent and God hears those prayers. And God is a God that answers by fire. He's a God that answers by power. And let me tell you, throughout through that prayer, what happened? He sent this great man of God all the way from Harrisville, West Virginia, that came to Hawaii back in 2010. Is when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. So 2010, he came to my town in Maui, Hawaii. A little town called Hana. There's only about 1,300 people there. He came to my town and he started, me, he started to invite me to this revival service that they had. And get this. I never knew what was revival. You know, 
I kind of knew God existed. I didn't know that there was power in Jesus. Nobody ever told me that if I call upon his name, I will be free from every wickedness. I'll be free from everything that is evil. I'll be free from every destruction. Everything that is not of him, I'll be free if I call upon the name of Jesus. I never heard such a thing before. People was going to church. People was, you know, dedicating their life one hour uh, every Sunday to God. But there was no whatsoever power that I see, that same power that came and set me free back in 2010. So what happened, what was going on is they had revival services for two weeks right in my town. And this man was inviting me. They had it on um, Tuesday night. No, they had it Wednesday. What was it? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, they had it on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for two weeks. The next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So get this. There was actually this group of people that came in. They was actually working in the community with my dad. My dad already knew these people, and I never knew these people. That's how they was working, actually, the same place that I was working, with the county of Maui in Hana. I was working. And the, my dad had these people come and do community service with us. And I didn't even really know that these guys was full of the things of God. I didn't really know that these guys was doing revival because I never knew anything about it. I was, I was high at that time. I was just gone in my mind. I was just, you know, my, my, my life was fully connected to the drugs. My, my life was fully connected to the, to, the, to the alcohol. My life was fully connected with being around with, with women that I'm not supposed to be around before, before I'm married. So this man kept on inviting me. It was Tuesday night. He invited me. I said, yeah, I want to be there. But I had so much crystal meth. I had so much crack cocaine. I didn't care about a revival service. But I'm telling you right now, there was something I seen coming out of this man. I seen the love of God. It was like the thing was like, like, the, like, the, like the rays that's beaming from the sky. I seen the love of God radiating out of this man like I never seen before. But many people in my town said they serve Jesus. Many people in my town say they love God. But I seen what I never seen in anybody before. And I believe that was, that was the moment for me to call upon God. That moment. It was for me. That's why I seen the love of God. I didn't, and I'm, I'm not saying anybody in my town wasn't carrying the love of God. I'm just saying at that moment, me being high in the state of mind that I was in, I seen the love of God coming out of this man like I never seen before. And I'm telling you, that's what drew me to that revival meeting. Even though I didn't go the first night. So the second day came, we started to work again. We started to clean the beach. We started to do community service. And it was like, man. Man, you missed out. Last night was powerful. And I'm thinking, what does this guy mean by powerful? The only thing I knew powerful at that moment, at that state of my life, is punching somebody in their face. That's what I knew powerful as, like, like that. That's what I knew powerful as. I never knew that the gospel was powerful. I never knew that God was powerful. I never knew that Jesus Christ was powerful, that you can call upon his name and now you can operate in his power. I never knew all those things. And then he invited me again. This was on a Wednesday. He said, man, please, you got to come tonight. Come on, if, if, if you come, I promise you, it'll change your life. You will not be disappointed. I said, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll come in. I'll, I'll, I'll come. And when it came, from, it came to the time to come, I got distracted again by the crystal meth, by the crack cocaine.
But at marijuana, I'm telling you right now, as you're watching this, there might be something that is distracting you from going after God. There might be something that is distracting you from getting hungry for God and getting on fire for God. Something might be holding you back. Don't allow that thing to hold you back. I'm telling you, today is the day to come to God and serve Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So it was Wednesday again. I didn't show up. Now he came back to the next day, Thursday. We started doing community service again. And he was like, hey man, I missed you last night, man. He was, he was like more powerful than the night before, man. Come on, please, you got to come tonight. All right, all right, all right, I'm coming. And guess what? What happened? All of the Hawaiians, you know what, what you guys do. You know, I did the same thing. Don't worry. You don't have to be offended. I did the same thing. You say you're going to come and you never show up. Come on. Don't do that ever again. Stop all that stuff. That's the work of the enemy. He's trying to keep you away from the blessing of God. He's trying to keep you away from something that is good. That's what the enemy was doing. He was lying to me in my head and saying, ah, come on, you have, uh, you have too much crystal meth. Come on, go out and hang out with your friends and keep on smoking that crystal meth. You're doing an amazing job. He makes it sound like he's encouraging you, but he's driving you down to the pits of hell. He's driving you to the grave. It's like the Bible says in Proverbs. It says, in the beginning... A path might seem right to a man, but in the end, it leads to destruction. Or in the end, it leads to the grave. Even in the beginning, uh, uh, somebody might speak to you and the words come out of, uh, coming out of their mouth can be sweet like honey. But in the end, it leads to the grave. Tell it, I'm telling you, that's the enemy. That's the enemy. Hey, come on, go buy another case of beer from the store. Drink it up tonight. Don't worry. Everybody's locked up in the house because of coronavirus. Lock yourself in your house and keep on drinking that butt wipers. Keep on drinking that stein loggers. I'm telling you, that's destruction right there. I'm speaking to somebody right now. I'm telling you I'm speaking to somebody. You better take it. It's not coming from me. I came on this broadcast today to speak this very thing that God has put inside of my heart. Not... Not what Michaela has put in his heart, not what my wife has put in my heart, but God Almighty himself has injected this into my heart. That's why I'm sharing it with you today. I'm telling you how you can go from the worst or the worst. You can go from broke, busted, disgusted, jacked up from the floor up, tear up from the inside out. And when you call upon Jesus, your life will be transformed, turned around, renewed, and nothing coming out of you will be wicked anymore, but everything coming out of you will be righteousness. It will be peace and joy because of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's speaking to me. Hallelujah. So anyway, same thing. I didn't show up on a Thursday night. You thought I forgot where I was, right? I'm going right back to where I was. Didn't show up. So the whole weekend went by. Of course, we don't, we don't work on the weekend, so I didn't see them. And I was just going for it. I was getting high. But now, I'll tell you something. It was different. When I was getting high, it was different. I had that still soft voice spoke, speaking to me. God was speaking to me. He said, my son, it's, it's enough. I have a great plan for you. Your life can be beautiful. Your life can be turned around. If you give your life to me, I'm telling you, I will eliminate every issue. I will eliminate every problem. I will eliminate every destruction. It's like... It's like I had one voice here speaking, which was God's voice. I had another voice speaking here, which was the devil. And said, oh, no. You're way too, you're way too far already. You're way too in to involve what you're doing. You cannot get out now. It's impossible. And God kept speaking. Nothing is impossible with me. If you give your life to me, it will not be impossible. 
I'm telling you right now. So throughout that whole weekend, when I was start, when I was doing drugs, staying up for night after night after night. There were sometimes I stayed up for 13 days straight. You might think like, how did this man do that? Because I was operating under a wicked spirit. Yeah. I was overtaken by the drugs. I was overtaken by the crack. I was overtaken by the marijuana. And I was, I was being in a level of hallucination like never before. And that's how I was able to stay up for 13 days. My mind was whacked out. My, I couldn't even think. I couldn't even hear good. I couldn't see good. I couldn't talk good. I couldn't, I couldn't you know, operate with people good because I was just fully, I was just like fully, full of the, of the drugs. I was full of alcohol. So after that, you know, Monday came by. We started working again with them. They was like, man, come on. This is the last week we're going to do this revival. You got to come. You got to come. And I, and I connected with these men. And, I, and, I, and I, 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 you know, I talked to him throughout the week every day. They stayed in our town for about two and a half weeks or three weeks. They stayed there and just did community service and did their revival service. And every time I would see him, he just keep encouraging me, loving on me, and giving me, you know, you know, positive things. And he would never preach to me. That's one thing I knew about him. He would never preach to me because the last thing I wanted is for somebody to preach to me. That's, right. That's the last thing I wanted. But how many of you know it's the very thing that I needed? I needed the word of God to be preached to me. I needed Jesus to be preached to me. I needed the, 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 the things of God to be preached to me. I needed the, 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 the power of Almighty God to be preached to me. But that's the very thing that I was rejecting because I was full of the wickedness of the world. I was full of the evilness that the devil was tempting, in, tempting me with and I took the, the temptation of that devil. So, now that was Monday. I'm just going to fast forward to uh, Tuesday. Back to Tuesday now. He said, come on, man. Tonight. We're going to have it tonight, tomorrow night, and Thursday night. He said, you have to come, man. Trust me, you have to come. It'll change your life. So I didn't go again. Tuesday night, I never went. Wednesday came. He said, man, come on, man. You gotta, you come, tomorrow's going to be the last day. You got to come tonight, man. Come on. Come on, just come, man. And let the Lord touch you. I didn't go again Wednesday. Finally, I'm telling you. The Lord, it was the Lord himself that sent an angel. If you don't believe me, I don't care. I know what happened. It was the Lord that sent his angel. I promise you beyond a shadow of a doubt. It was God Almighty that ordained this whole situation. Because I will, I will, I will, I will. At that time. I would have not gone to that revival service. Trust me, come on. I wouldn't have gone. But God sent his angel and he took me to that revival. He took me to that revival. And it's just like from the moment I left my house to the time I got into it. It was many of you who's watching, if you're from Hana, I'm talking about the Helen Hall down at Hana Bay. It took me from my house. You know where my house is at? It took me from my house. And I drove to the heading on, which is like only like two and a half, two minutes away. Driving, two minutes, three minutes max. I got to the heading hall. I got out of my truck. I went into the heading hall. There was about 120, 130 people about, you know. I don't really know the exact number, but it was about that amount there. And I know that I know that I know. And many of you who's watching, if you know Michaela, when I used to be in the road, when I used to be in my past, I would have not shown up. To that revival service. And guess what? When I went to the service, everybody was already there, all in the chairs. And I went up. 
Just like the Lord made one open seat for me up in the front row that was closest to where the man was going to preach the gospel. Closest to where my great, good evangelist friend was going to come out and start preaching that gospel. And I sat right there. And all of a sudden, it's like, I give you, I give you an example on how, what it did feel like. Because I know what it feels like now. This is what it felt like. Because I know, I know how the presence of God feels like. It, feels like. it felt like the presence of God came on me from my house all the way to the moment until I sat in that front row on that one chair that was there. And God has made that chair just for me. I'm telling you, there's a chair that God is making just for you right now. There's a place <coughs> that God is making for you to sit. You need to sit in that chair because he has something for you that no alcohol can offer. No drunk can offer. No sex with a woman can offer. Oh man, no, no um, marijuana can offer to you. No doctor, no lawyer, no president, no mayor, no councilman. None of that. Your mom, your dad cannot offer to you what that seat offers to you, which is set there by God. I'm telling you, he put that seat there for me. And that was my night to answer the call of God that is actually on my life. So as, as I sat there, it's just like that presence of God, it lifted off of me. And it's, I came, it's like I came back to my natural self. It's like the presence of God was blocking me from making any stupid move that I was going to do. I was going to try to back out. It's like that angel of the Lord had me in his arms and literally carried me to that seat. Because I promise you, I would not go. Hey, maybe I would have went to the building, but I'll be standing outside. I wouldn't even walk into that building, let alone go into the front row in the front seat, closest to where the preacher was going to be. That's the last thing that I wanted was to go sit in front of a preacher. Go sit in the front row of a revival service. I didn't want to make my name known. Like, hey, look at this brother. He's sitting in the front row, man. He's going to get touched. No. That was the last thing that I wanted to do. And even the people that was there. I, I, I don't know who was really there. But the people that was there, even was looking at me like, oh, you could see me. Hey, hey. They was, they was making signals and everything. I could see it. They were saying, look, look, look at that guy. The crystal made man. He's at the, he's at the revival service. He's at the revival service. <laughs> that, that's what was happening and let me tell you I, it's, it's like I was still under the presence of God at that moment because you know I was told after that they did, they did how many of you know what's praise and worship if you, if you don't know we, we can teach you about it, that subject later on but they started to do praise and worship I, I, never, I, never even, I never even knew that thing was going on because I didn't tell you this part but 20 minutes before I went to that, that revival service, I actually, I actually puffed up the last crystal meth that I had. I smoked it all and I was high like a kite. I went in like this. <laughs> high like that. Looked like a wild man from the jungle. <laughs> That's how I looked. I went in like completely high. I could feel like my, like my, like my brain like that, like, like throbbing because I was so high. And I went into that service. I didn't hear the praise and worship. I didn't see it. Nothing. But they said people were standing in front of me and, and singing and jumping and, you know, praising the Lord. But I never heard it. I never seen it. Nothing. But all of a sudden, I'm telling you, he's my great friend today, my great evangelist friend. Because of my mom's prayers and because of this man I got from Harrisville, West Virginia, and this man right here that I want to tell you about, it's because of them. The answer to prayer, God sent them. To preach the gospel to me. Yeah. So this man. Many of you know from Hawaii. 
That really, we don't really, even though my skin looks white, you know, in Hawaii, we're strange not to like the white man. What do you call them? Howling, right? I still know that. We call them the howling, and, and, and we're strange, like it's something, we, we hold something against the howling man, the white man, because of what happened in the, in the culture. That thing, that's another thing right there. What I'm saying, whatever is blocking you, that might be one thing that is blocking you. You need to let those things go. I'm telling you, as a result of my mom's prayer, the Lord sent a white man from Harrisville, West Virginia. The Lord sent a white man, who's my great evangelist friend today from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, came to my town and preached the gospel. Two white men that the Lord used, two howlies that the Lord used to bring me into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, man, you need to let those things go. It's not worth it. That hate needs to go. That anger needs to go. That bitterness needs to go. That lust needs to go. That unforgiveness needs to go. And many of you from Hawaii, you're listening. And you're hearing me tell, it, tell this story. I'm telling you, the white man today, I don't care what you think. The white man, the howling today. Some of them some of my best friends. And I'm telling you, as the result of my mom's prayers, God used two howling men. To come and preach the gospel to me. And you cannot tell me. Forget about that tradition. Forget about what the Holy did. 400 years ago. Forget about it. I'm talking to you Hawaiians. I'm talking to you. It's not worth it. That's the enemy. Holding you back from your blessing. That's the enemy. Holding you back from your blessing. He wants division in the world. I see everything going on on the internet. I see everything. The Hawaiians, there's too much hate for a white man. That thing has to go. I'm telling you, that's the very thing holding us back. Everybody's praying for the land. We're praying for the water. We're praying for the mountain. But that thing right there, we're not in unity with God because of that one thing. You might be praying to God to say, Lord, you know, help us get our mountain back. Help us get our water back. Help us get our land back. I'm telling you, if you have hate for a white man, that's a blockage right there. That needs to go. And I'm speaking truth to you. I'm speaking truth to you. And if you receive it, I'm telling you, it'll make you free. Amen. If you don't receive it, it'll block you from the blessings of God. That one thing right there. I know. I know many Hawaiians that are watching. And if you're not watching, you watch the replay. I'm telling you, I'm being real with you. And if you want to call me up and talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, hey, I'm wide open in that area. Because that's the things that the Lord's been showing me about Hawaii. I'm from Hawaii. I'm born and raised in Hana, Maui. And you cannot say I lost my heart for Hawaii. No way. My heart is there. My wife knows that. Everybody around me knows that. All the people that I met in Florida, thousands upon thousands of people that I met, they all know that my heart is still in Hawaii. My heart is in Hana, Maui, Hawaii. Matter of fact, it's trembling right now. I want to go right now. But you know, there's things and orders that you got to follow by God. There's things and orders that you have to follow by God. <clears throat> Whew, hallelujah. I just felt that in my spirit strong. If you, if you notice, I even started weeping. Because that's real stuff. This is powerful stuff. And it's not time to play those games. And let the devil lie to you. Let the devil take you out by his stupid schemes. By stupid temptations. You need to grab onto God. You need to grab onto the word of God. And you need to confess Jesus. 
with your heart and lips out loud so that you can receive him and your life can be transformed by all those things. I know many people that's involved in that area. I see them online. I see them on Facebook. I see them on Instagram. I see them on the news. It's not worth it. Trust me. It's not worth it. So back in, in, into the room of that revival service. I seen this skinny white holy man come out. And everybody who knows this man, I'm not going to say his name, but you're gonna, you know him as I'm talking about him. And if you know my testimony, you know who I'm talking about. Great man of God. Traveling all over the road, preaching the gospel. Has a, has a tremendous ministry that, that touches us every day. And this guy came out and he started jumping and yelling. And, and many of you know, the last thing I wanted to see high on Christian man is a skinny white holy guy jumping and yelling. That's the last thing I wanted to see. And I was sitting back like this. Like, man, who does this guy think he is? I'm sitting back like, you know, even though within myself, I wanted to get a even, even he will tell you this about, about me wanting to punch him. He doesn't, he doesn't care if I'm telling a story. I'm telling you the story like it is. One of my pastors, my good pastor friend, he told me, preach it like I see it. I'll preach it like I see it. I'm sitting back like this, and the only thing I wanted to do was punch this guy. But guess what? I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't even move. I was stuck there. I was planted in my chair. And he just he started to preach. He started to preach. Nothing. All I, all I could tell at that moment was he was yelling. Nothing was making sense to me. And all of a sudden, bam, the Lord switched to, the Lord had him switch to talking about crystal made addiction, crack cocaine addiction, marijuana addiction, alcohol addiction. I know there's people in this room dealing with that tonight because the Lord is telling me, the Lord is putting this in my spirit and he started to preach about those things. That if you're dealing with these things, tonight, I'm telling you tonight is the night that God is going to deliver you. He's going to set you free and he's going to change you. He's going to make you new. And that's why he was going. He was going for it. And I was sitting there. And all of a sudden, there was a switch that took place. And I looked at this man. And I said within myself, how does this man know me? How does this man know my story? How does he know all these details about me? Did somebody in this room tell him? Did, 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 did one of the people in the room tell him about me before, I, before he came out? No. Today I know. That it was by God Almighty that put everything inside of him. That came out of him. He preached. I don't care. He could have just preached to me. I received it. And he even said that with his own words. If he went to Hanamaui, Hawaii. Just for me. It would have been well worth it. That's what he told me. And that night. At the end of him preaching. I didn't know I could call on God. I didn't know I could call on Jesus. Nobody ever told me that, hey, you can call upon Jesus today and all this addiction will be eliminated from your life. And how, I, I, many of you know who's, who I'm talking about. He does not do it like this majority of the time. Many people, when you preach, you do a salvation call first and then you do a, another, another prayer for people to get healed or set free from drugs or whatever it is. You know what happened that night? Maybe he doesn't even remember, but I remember every moment. That night, 
He did a call first. He gave, a, he gave an altar call for people who was addicted to the things that he was preaching about. And here's what he said. Here's what he said. If you addicted to the very things that I'm preaching out, I want you to stand onto your feet, lift your hands onto God, and shout to God, and tell God, what is the very thing that you want gone from your life tonight? And I didn't even know what was, what was standing onto your feet, lifting your hands and shout unto God. But I did it. Just like yesterday, we were talking about faith. I did it by faith. I didn't even know that such a thing exists. But I did it. I stood onto my feet. I lift my hands. And I say, God, if you are real, I want crystal meth gone from my life tonight. And boom! It was like a lightning bolt that came and struck me from heaven that night. It was back in July 29, 2010, on a Thursday night, down in the Helen Hall. It must have been about 7-something at night because the revival service started at 7 p.m. It must have been at 7-something that the lightning bolt from heaven struck me. And today, I'm never the same. Amen. Today, I'm sitting here before you. This is in, in July. This year, it'll be 10 years that I never touched crystal meth, I never touched crack cocaine, I never touched marijuana, I never sleep down with an, I never slept around with another woman, I never went to a bar, maybe I did go to a bar, but I was to preach the gospel, maybe I went to a wild party, but I was to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, today, I'm brand new, and remember I told you earlier, I, I told the high school counselor, I was never going to college and graduating and be successful, I actually went to college, three years of Bible colleges, Got my bachelor's degree in theology. Me and my wife both. We met each other in Bible school. We got married. Went back to Hanamaui, Hawaii. At Fagin's Cross. On the top of the mountain. We got married. On August 8, 2018. In this year too. It'll be two years that we're going to be married. Me and my wife. It's so beautiful now. I'm telling you. It's the greatest life ever. Now we're over in beautiful Fairmont, West Virginia. We're in our own house. We have our own vehicle. We have... Money that the Lord gave us to take care of us with food, things that we need for the house. And we're able to bless people also to give people food, drinks, money, anything. Anything that the Lord gives us to give people, we will do it. Amen. And that's the result of me giving my life to Jesus back in 2010, July 29th. And in July 29th, this year, 2020, it'll be 10 years since the Lord has set me free from all addictions. From all hateful howling, from all crack cocaine addiction, from all being addicted to women. I'm talking about looking at them in a lustful way. All those crap stuff that a lot of men do. That's another thing you need to be from. That's free from. That's the things that I was talking about yesterday. That was the hidden things of the heart that the, that the man cannot see, but God can see. Like he, whew, man, I'm getting real. I'm getting real. I promise you, I'm going to go just a little deep into what I'm telling you about. Like now, if you're a man watching this website or watching this um, broadcast, broadcast and, if you, and if you watch the replay, listen to this one point. If you're a man and you're married and you're looking at a woman's behind when you walk down the road, that needs to go. That sucker needs to be cut off. One of our great evangelist friends, he preached this message. He said, kill it before it kills you. Right. You need to sever it. You need to cut it off. Just that one thing right there. Just that one thing. If you do such a thing like that, you need to slap yourself. 
Slap yourself back into eternity. <laughs> back into the things of God. I told you I was going to be real. Amen. I told you I was going to be real. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as he, as he was sharing everything that the Lord has done for him, uh, saving him from the uh, immoralities of, of the enemy, taking him from the hand of the enemy. Now this is what the Lord has done too. In the same book, Galatians chapter 5, now we are going to read verse 22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are no law against this thing. There is no law against these things. But though, I mean, those who belong to, G to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desire of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. So everything, all the wickedness, the moment he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, he has nailed all of those wickedness at the cross and he buried them there. Hmm. Since we are living by the Spirit, meaning today is resurrection, is um, Good, Good Friday. Friday. So Good everything Friday. is a day where Jesus is being crucified. So everything of the wickedness, everything of the enemy, on verse 19, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish, amb selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, white parties, and other things like this. You put it on the cross, you crucify it, and then you bury it there. Today yeah. is the day of burial. You bury everything of the enemy. Yeah. You call upon the name kill of Jesus. Old man. You kill the old man. Yeah. The old is past. Now you are become a new creature. Yeah. The moment Jesus is being crucified on the cross, today is the day for you to crucify everything of the enemy, everything that is wicked inside of you, everything that yeah. is not of God. Yeah. Today is a day of rebirth. Yeah. You are born again today. So all of that, he says, those <coughs> who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passion and desire of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Hallelujah. We need to live by what the, the Bible says, the yeah. nine spirit, the nine, the nine fruits Fruit. of the Spirit. Yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Today is the day. Do not delay. Yes, I have my own testimony, but we're not going to share it today. Today it was a special daily chat with hubby, a surprise, and I wanted my husband to share his testimony so that everyone, even the one, even our family in Hawaii, his friends, our friends, to be able to see what the Lord has done in his life, what he could do in him and through him. He could take you from what you don't think you could, you are, you know, it's, it's not you doing it. Allow the Lord to do it. Yep. Allow him to come yep. in. Call, if you don't know what is lift up, you're lifting your hands. Just do, it might seem awkward to you. Just lift your hands up and say, Jesus. Remember, by faith. By you do faith. it by faith. I want this to be out of, I want this to be crucified on the cross and buried. By the time I call upon your name, by the time I'm done saying the salvation prayer, all of those things are done and gone. Because I want to be new and fresh today. Yeah. Today is a day of yeah. salvation. Not tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. 
Today is the day. Amen. Hallelujah. So, if you want to, not that if you want, just do it. Don't second guess. Don't second guess yourself. Don't overthink it. Because if you think a double mind, a double minded man, mind is unstable in all these ways. Mm-hmm. Don't second second yeah. guess it. Just do it. Stop drinking. Stop sleeping around. You're not married. Please <clears throat> stop. Because it's not of God. He's there's no blessing in it. You're doing wild parties. You're not, you're not where you do, you're not supposed to be. Come back to Christ. Come back to God because he loves you. He wants you to be with him today. Today is the day. So I want you to say this with me. I don't need to go to the three, all three categories because verse 22, verse 19 in Galatians 5 says everything. <coughs> and my husband has said everything. Anger, bitterness, racism, lust, lust all of that, unforgiveness, anger. Yep. White parties, sleeping around when you're not married, yeah. doing the things, boyfriend and girlfriend things. It's a sin. Yeah. So today we want you to... Before you go on. You know, even, <clears throat> even as my wife, my wife has, uh, she's been talking, it, it keeps coming up in my spirit. You know, if you, if you, if you have something against the Howley for coming into Hawaii, if, you, if you've been cussing them out, if you've, been, if you've been attacking them, if you've been fighting against them, and you say you love God. You actually don't love God because you hate your brother. You hate your sister. God has created that person too. Just as much as he has created you. Yeah. It's the enemy lying to people and causing you to be territorial. God does not do that. God is the creator of heaven and earth. And he, God did not come and tell you, hey, because you brown, you, you here now. That person is white, they're up here. Or you brown, you're up here. No, God sent his son Jesus to die upon the cross because he loved the world. Yeah. He didn't love me as an Hawaiian more than he loved my wife who's an African. No. no, he loved all mankind equally. Yeah. Get that straight, equally. The same way he loves you is the same way he loves me. Yeah, that generational curse thing, it has to go it tonight. It has to go, yeah. Tell him, tell him, Cousin Sherry from Kauai. Tell the people. Tell the people, okay. open up, open up a big area, and we're gonna come to, to that place and preach about this very thing. Yeah. Because that's what the Lord told me about this right here. Yeah. This thing needs to be needs to be going to the deepest part of the hearts of the Hawaiian people because this is the number one thing that is holding back us as the Hawaiian people. And my and my and my pastor told me, he told me that the Lord will give you the keys to unlock. The deep hidden secrets that has hold that has been holding the Hawaiian people back in bondage. It's going to be another Hawaiian person that comes to preach to the Hawaiians. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it'll set them free Amen. by the power of the Holy Ghost. Right? One blood. We all red blood. Yeah. I don't care the color of your skin. My skin is white. If I was to tell people, if I tell people here Hawaiian, all the people in Florida, they never knew me as Hawaiian. You know what they thought I was? Mexican. They thought I was Puerto Rican. I am Puerto Rican, but they thought I was uh, Spanish. Mexican. He spoke to me as well. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, sister. Is it? We 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 support you one hundred percent in that area. Yeah. And if anybody comes against you, don't worry about it, because it's an attack on the enemy. It's not. It's not the things of God. So this yeah? is what we are going to do. We are going to set a salvation prayer all together today. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. You might be a minister. You know, if you're not saved, winning souls, you just need to dedicate yourself to the Lord. Just pray. Uh, just Everybody pray. who's Everyone. watching, all just the people. Everyone. And let us know when you let, pray. Yes. Don't, don't let the enemy come to you and inject pride and say, no, I'm good. Hey, just in case, I'm going to pray too. 
just in case, yeah. pray. Pray, say the prayer. And remember, you have to come, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. It's you have to speak it. Don't say, oh yeah, I'm going to say in my heart. You haven't done it. If you just sit and in your lips and your mouth, there's no breath. How do you say? Howdy, no breath. If you're not howdy, no breath. Howdy. Howdy, <laughs> no breath. It has to come out. Open your mouth. Shout it out. Shout it out. Say it like enough is enough. Yeah. Today is my day. Say, Heavenly Father. You're my Lord and my Savior. You're my Lord and my Savior. I believe in my heart I in that my you heart. died on the cross that you died on for, my sin. for my sin. And you are coming back again. And you are coming back again. For me. For me. Fill me, Fill me with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion. Give me a passion for the lost. For the lost. A hunger. A hunger for the things of God. For the things and of God. And a holy boldness. And a holy boldness. To preach the gospel. To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. Shout as loud as you can. I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am born again. I am for Given. I am forgiven. And I am on my way to heaven. And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus Christ in my heart. Because I have Jesus Christ in my heart. My friend, if you say that, if you say that prayer, I'm telling that all of your sin, everything of the enemy, everything that the enemy has tried to do has been forgiven. Today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for them. We plead the blood of Jesus upon them. No weapon for yeah, against yeah, them yeah, shall yeah, prosper. Yeah. But Father, I thank you that wherever they yeah. are, today is Good Friday. They will remember you, Father. Yeah. I thank you. That is a new day. A new day and a Hallelujah. new day. They will serve you the rest thank of their you, life. Every wicked thing is gone out of the thank light you, right now in Jesus' yeah, 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 yeah. mighty name. Father, I think that <clears throat> there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. Yeah. Father, I think that you touch them right now in the name yes. of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you say that prayer, all of your sins are forgiven. Always remember, it does not matter what it is. Run to God and not away from him because he loves you. And I'm telling you, today is the day. If you say that prayer, please... Give us emoji, hand, praying hand, shaka, any, just let us know that you said a prayer. Please. Even if it's a rededication, let us know. Yeah. I rededicated my life. Please. Just you know, say. I had this going on. Just this one thing. And I prayed the prayer and I felt like it lifted off. Yes. Hi, Jeremiah. <clears throat> Love you. Love you, brother. Noah. Please, we're begging you. This is, this is, this is 